With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, it's Mike and it's, uh, you know, the same old show. And hey, guess what? I finally got a hold of Bill. So we're going to have a part two of our interview. So Bill Bean, as I mentioned in the earlier uh, recording and so maybe I'll figure out how to put the two together, Bill. Uh, but uh, yeah, Bill, you can find Bill's work very easily on the internet, Bill Bean and uh, Bill Bean. Uh, he has uh, BillBeanMinistry.com and BillBean.net and so you can find him on the uh, Facebook. Did you start your new uh, Facebook page yet? Uh, yeah, I've started these, so it's the connection. So the Facebook page is called The Connection, and that is uh, in regard to my latest book, The Connection. So you can go there and click like on the Facebook page, The Connection. Well, let's see if I can find it. The Connection. <laughs> I'll send it to you, my brother. I'll absolutely send you the link. All right. Well, I think I might have found it already, uh, The Connection. Non- awesome. Nonprofit organization? Minnesota. Uh, probably would be under that. Yeah, it'll say Bill Bean and have my picture on there saying the connection. If not, I'll send it. I'll send you the link right over. All right, well, send me the link. I think that it might be connecting to okay. someone else. Unless you got six hundred and sixty-five yeah, likes already. Uh, I, don't uh, think this is I don't know. I just started the page yesterday, so I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think this is something completely different. So, all right. Uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was interesting uh, what I was doing uh, well you know I couldn't connect it to you so I was reading some articles from Erica uh, it's from Ted Line uh, about witches and uh, in particular um, uh Blood magic or menstrual magic, it seems to be a new thing. The women are doing, they're drinking their own yeah. menstrual. Boy, and, boy, oh boy. and there's a gal there, and I believe it's in, in, in uh, England, that uh, has uh, altered personalities, supposedly suffering from dissociative identity disorder, and it's got her all, herself all tattooed up from in her forehead, and uh, and uh, she thinks one of her alters is a fairy. So, <laughs> but anyway, so there's a, there's a lot of guys. It's amazing, Michael. It's amazing how people are just. It's so easy for them to fall into these traps and delusions of darkness that the enemy is out there. But for them to consider making God first and and following Christ, it just seems so foreign to them. It's just absolutely unfathomable when you think about it. <laughs> well, for me, it isn't because I used to be a New Ager before the Lord got a hold of me. I was involved in AA. I was involved in uh, Unity Church, and I was involved with the Secret. 
And I was involved in all this. I had no idea I was involved in witchcraft at the time, and I was involved in Luciferianism. I had no idea about that. But if you don't know God, then God doesn't reach out to you and and save you. You know, you're pretty much dead in the water in this world. I mean, just big trouble. Witch- yeah, big, big trouble. That's for sure. Yeah. So I'm not laughing at the witches. And in fact, actually, I just did a. Uh, Yesterday, I did a reading of the Bibles of what God says about witchcraft and sorcery. And I did it in love because I really do care about them. And I know you care about them. We care about you guys. And, you know, we're not, not. Yeah, we're not. They think, and they've been told that we're their enemy, but really, we're their, outside of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're their best allies. They just don't realize that. So it's just uh, got to keep pounding and it away. Know, Michael- I've gone into, because I make these appearances sometimes uh, in the paranormal circles. Uh, for instance, I recently spoke at an event um, in Maryland near BWI Airport uh, last month. And actually, I recall one person getting up and walking out because they didn't want to hear about God. And so some of these people, you know, were the paranormal people. Uh and a lot of those people come to me for help. And I try to reach reach out to them. And, you know, you can't twist anybody's arm to believe anything or to live their life a certain way. All we could do is uh, be examples and plant seeds, and that's what I try and do. And there have been people over the years that have come to me and said, you know, because of what you said and uh, because of the way that we see how you go about your praise and worship of God and keeping God first, we have abandoned these, uh, you know, witchcraft ways or paranormal or whatever it may be that they that they were doing. And, you know, we too now uh, are making God first, and we've accepted Amen. Jesus. And so that's all we can do. Yeah. Serve serve our Lord and bless bless him and help, and help our brothers and sisters to come to Christ and the true solution that he is the only way, so that's just the way life truly is. There's only really two camps in the end of the day. Either you're uh, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or you're uh, the other fellow. And there's no in-betweens, no matter how hard you try to make it. There's no in-betweens, only the illusion and delusion of it. So, hey, tell us talk a little bit about your what's going on with you and with the book and all that. So, because you know, I want uh, people. I would, I would, I, I, for what little I've read so far of the uh, the book, gosh, it's great. It's just so simple, folks. Straight to the so point. You know, it's uh, it's not a bunch of uh, uh, theological eschatological, you know, seminarian type lingo. Ling, so I think it's it should reach out to anybody who's seriously interested in the truth. Uh, you know, I read a little bit, I think I read, but the intro with the first chapter of the book. And, uh, you know, folks, it's just, it's just good stuff. I mean, I, I'm so, I, I, I would love to just read it on my show, folks, because I think it's the best thing, but... It's one of the best things that's come out in a long time. Really, it has, because it's just straight to the point, and it doesn't know. And, you know, you're sharing your testimony, which means, you know, you're, you're not a phony. You're not one of these guys that, that hasn't watched this. God for that. Yeah, this crooked and lost Brother, path. 
Go ahead. You could read that on your show. I would have no problem with that, with you reading that because, you know, it's all about God put that calling in my spirit to do it. You know, as you know, I'm always busy. I'm always traveling. But yet, God created this small window, and it was very unusual because I've been nonstop traveling now for at least the two, uh, for at least uh, the last two years or more. And yet, God created this window. Um, I would say probably between mid-January and uh, mid-February, to where things had slowed down for the first time in all that time. And I was traveling less and less, and that gave me the opportunity, and God really put it on my spirit that I needed to get this book done and out there. And so I knew that I wanted to write a fourth book, but not at this time. I didn't think it would be possible at this time. But yet again, God created that window and put the urging on my spirit, so I went right to work on it. I had the whole thing done probably in less than three weeks, and that is the power of God. I, I spent, man, 16 hours a day sometimes sitting there um, typing this up to the point where my eyes were hurting so bad that I, I just couldn't go any further. But that is the level of commitment that I have to God in knowing that when God puts something on me like that, I have to see it through. And not only see it through, I have to be just uh, aggressive in the approach to where there's an urgency in my spirit to where I have to get this done. So it's all about keeping God first, of course, and obeying his will. And also having something to present to people that can be a great help to them. So if you want to read that whole book, you know, on your show, feel free to do so because this isn't about me. This is about being an agent for God to where God would work through me to help others with these words. And so the beginning part of the book talks about, you know, how bad my life was and the things that I had endured in childhood and, and even into my uh, teen and adult years because, you know, through tragedies, I had to quit school in the eighth grade and lie about my age, and I went to work for a construction company, and I went to work with hardcore men, and that made me a hardcore man. I had to grow up very, very quickly, and I made a lot of mistakes, you know, during that period. And so it is sad and tragic, terrifying as well, you know, the... the uh, the demonic experiences that my family and I endured for so long, the oh, suffering yeah. of my mother, it's all in there. But uh, then by, I'd say, mid-book, you know, it all changes to where I talk about, you know, when I was finally sick and tired of being sick and tired and ha having that epiphany one day of saying, that's it, uh, you know, I went from seeking death to crying out to God and saying, I'll let you guide my life. I'll make you first. I'll accept your son, Yeshua, Jesus the Christ, into my life. That's when my life totally changed, and my thinking changed as well. So we can, we can decrease faith all day long, but if we are not having a true mindset change, so, so I, and I've known people like this, and I was this way myself in the beginning too, to where you'd say, oh yeah, faith, 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 I believe, I believe, I believe, but I'm going to do what I want to do. And, and it doesn't work that way. So um, when we finally decide to make God first and then submit to God and allow his will to guide us, that's when a real transformation takes place. Now, that said, we'll never be perfect because we are in a 
sin-filled world, there's no way that we could ever be perfect. However, God does have great favor and honor on us when we truly try to be the best that we can be and do the best that we can do. And so uh, that requires us to walk in what I call warrior mode, which is faith, strength, and courage. And if we're walking in that warrior mode each and every day, the blessings will amplify and magnify. So, um, you know, where my life was at one point so horrible that I wanted someone to come and put a gun to my head and pull the trigger, um, my life currently is 50 times more blessed than than my life was ever cursed. And I can never thank God and praise God enough for that and for having the love and for having protection over me as well, because I lived my life on the edge, Michael. Believe me, I've been in many life-threatening situations during the course of my life, and I should have been dead many times over. But yet, God had that uh, protection over me, because I do believe that God had a plan for my life before I ever came into this world, and the devil was trying to stop it uh, at every step along the way. Amen. Amen. You know, and the hour is short, so, you know, God is positioning a lot of us, even those of us that are not even, you know, even close to being what people consider, and the world considers to be perfect Christians, you know, with this religious mindset. But God, you know, it's it's so uh, self-evident, especially in the past year and this year, just how things are ramping up. So, yeah, but the book, oh, yeah. you know, the book, you know, it starts out with the introduction, My Journey, which is your journey. Uh, uh, Bean story synopsis. Possession is the next one for chapter four. The fall, life-threatening experiences. So he talks about that. Uh, health scares. Let's build your faith and change your life. The connection, the new beginning. So uh, I think it's going to be good for a lot of folks because, quite frankly, Bill, um, uh, it's it seems to me. And I'm certainly not the only one, but I, I, there seems to be, there's going to be, because of, well, God's going to allow all these things. I mean, it seems to, like the travails are here, and and people are going to, God's going to wake you up, folks. You're, you're, if you're one of your ch- his children, he's going to wake you up, and he's going to, you know, I think a story like this can help you because it's, uh, and I'm not just selling the book, you know, to get you to buy it. I mean, it really is good. It's only 110 pages, and, you know, the story, the Bill story is like so many of yours is going to be. If it isn't now, or if it wasn't then, it's going to be, and it's going to be real soon. And so I think you need to have some just down-to-earth truth about the experience, not be bombarded with a bunch of uh, the religious terms right now, because it's really, for many of you in your situation, it's really not that important yet. What you need to know is who the true and living God is, where your salvation comes, and what it means to truly repent and follow him, and what the blessings really are, which is not about being a religious person and belonging to some denomination and going around saying, I'm a Christian. It's about actually having a connection with your, the true and living God and the blessings, and actually to have eternal yes. life with Him. Eternal life, and it's real, and this life is short, and most of you do know of the Spirit 
world and spirit realm, but you don't even know the dark side of it that's been deceiving you. Appearing is beautiful because of certain things that, you know, these gifts that were given to you. But in the long run, I can reassure you from my own personal experience, it will scar you, it will damage you physically, it damages you spiritually, and there is going to be no way else out except the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Or, if you don't, I don't want to have to sound like a preacher here, but there is such a thing as eternal damnation and hellfire, and uh, none of us want you to go there. Even the worst of you don't want us to go. You don't want you to go there. There's a chance for you and to I'm do in total to agreement. I'm in total agreement with you, brother, and, and you're right in what you said also, that I purposely tried to uh, write that book in just how we're having a conversation right now, a down-to-earth type of conversation and dialogue with no fancy words, um, you know, no great um, uh, scholarly types of things, which, hey, there's nothing wrong with that, but for this, you know, I wanted to be speaking directly to the to the reader, just as you and I are speaking right now, and it is straightforward. That's how I am, straightforward, and and so that's why I kept the pages down as well. I could have made it a 250 or 300 page book. I didn't want that. I wanted it to be a small book. I wanted it to be me directly speaking to the reader, especially when it gets into. Uh, you know, the instructional part, because, uh, you know, chapters, I believe, 9 and 10 are all about instructions on, you know, how I live my life and what God does for me. And if uh, the reader does the same thing, then God is going to bless them in that way. And so uh, I, I purposely set out to make it as small as possible and as straightforward as possible. Amen. Thank you. That's great. So what's, what else has been going on since now that uh, the book is done and it sounds like you're back on the inter the, the interview circuit? <laughs> sounds like you got a lot, a lot of things going on, huh? Which is good. It, it's good. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. It's just great. Um, but, boy, Michael, all of a sudden, now this is how amazing God is. He gave me that little window to get this project done, which I did, and I praise him for it. Then all of a sudden, after it was done, I mean, like right after, now I'm bombarded with uh, people needing me to come to them again. So I'll be leaving for Phoenix early Tuesday morning, get back. I've got other trips scheduled for Florida, New Jersey, and uh, I think two trips to Florida, New Jersey, um, with Texas. Uh, it, it just goes on and on and on. And plus, I have appearances. So when I get back from the uh, the Phoenix trip, um, then I'll have uh, a, a day or two to rest. And then I'm right back out because I have to make an appearance in New York. So um, it is my, – my life is always very, very busy, but I praise God. I thank him and praise him for helping me to be this busy because if I'm this busy – and he's working through me in a great way to be a blessing to others. And there's nothing that I'd rather be doing in my life or with my life than to be helping other people and being a blessing. And I'll tell you something else. You brought something up when we first started this um, about the witchcraft and those that are um, crossing into the areas of cannibalism and vampirism and all these types of things. Now, 
there's definitely some things I want to bring up about this. And there's a lady here, and I don't know if we touched on this the last time or not. I think we may have. Um, this lady that is here in the United States, and she is the piper for all of these uh, politicians and stars and athletes, these entertainers. Uh, they are all following her. She is uh-huh. a disciple of Aleister Crowley, uh, a disciple of Madame Blavatsky. Uh, they say she's related to um, Rasputin. Um, this lady's name is Marana Abramovic, and she calls herself a performance artist. She's been around for a while. She's 70 years old, and um, she is the Pied Piper of these uh, these people in the high places because she is a Satanist. And, and for those who would say, oh, she's just a performance artist, well, her Twitter handle is Morena666, so that should tell you everything you need to know right there. This woman is into what they call spirit cooking, and she, uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, Michael, uh <laughs> We could spend hours just talking about this woman and the things that she's done and the people that follow her, and it's super dangerous. So what the enemy is doing now, he's working through this individual and others like her to accept cannibalism and to promote cannibalism. And so now you have the stars that are following her around. And and look, here's the bottom line. When these people sign up, for their movie deals or their shows or their uh, record deals or whatever it is, they're, they are signing in blood. They're they're part of the gang. They are, once they're part of that Illuminati, they're not getting out. And they have to do whatever those people want them to do. They become really like circus sideshow performers. That's pretty much what they are, circus performers. And so with this woman... Um, and the things that she does, I mean, she's got all these high Lady Gaga and the Kardashians and this whole gang, they're all following her. Um, she is tied to the Clintons, the Podestas, um, and others. Believe you me, I mean, this, this goes far wide and deep. And uh, Jay-Z, she's tied in with him. Uh, and there's a headline that came out on the 26th, Monday the 26th, and I kid you not, this is where we are in society now. This is how sick and how twisted people are getting. And the devil is not only in the details, but he is enjoying it every step of the way. So this headline comes from the New York Daily News that Chloe Kardashian plans to eat her placenta after giving birth, just like her sister Kim did. Sorry about that delay there. Yep. Uh, and this is what this gal was doing. Uh, well, the gal that I was reading to her article, she's doing the uh, the artwork with her menstrual blood, doing paintings and all that. Can, to express her spirituality. That's what she said. To express herself. <laughs> it's human blood. It is yep. pig blood, according to her. Sperm, menstrual, breast milk, all these things mixed together. This woman... You want to talk about somebody that's an agent for the devil. Oh, my goodness. And these people, uh, and and look, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and accuse her of this or that. I'm telling you, 
by her actions. I'm not making an accusation against her. I'm telling you that this is true by her actions and the videos I've seen of her and the, the stories I've read about her. And she has these events to where they charge anywhere from 30000 to $120,000 a plate to attend these uh, celebrity spirit cooking events. And all oh, the big stars are there. And they bring out mock bodies out on these uh, these things and put them on the tables, and this is how the people get their meals, that they yeah. cut into these things that serve the people their meals out of those mock bodies. And so, you know, if that is for the cameras, can you imagine what's going on behind the camera? Yeah. Yeah. So, so now you have uh, all these players... They're tied together, and I believe they're tied together into this Pizzagate thing, which is the largest pedophile network on planet Earth. And uh, am I there? No. Can I prove that Marana and Bramovic is involved with this? No, I cannot, because I'm not there. So this part would be speculation on my part that all of these players, and they know who they are, and they're in the high places, they're involved in this Pizzagate ring. And they are doing horrific things, uh, you know, with children and women, too, um, in the sex uh, slave uh, industry to where they are uh, trafficking these people. And furthermore, and this is disturbing, and I hate to even say this, but if I didn't believe it was true, I wouldn't say it, that they are actually not only carrying out these wicked and heinous acts of sexual crimes against these children and women, but they're eating some of them as well. Yep. And it seems like there's nothing new under the sun, you know. But, yeah, the spirit of Jezebel is strong, and, and it's uh, witchcraft. It, it only leads to one thing, folks. It does lead to your damnation, your destruction, and destruction of others. And eventually, it, it, you know, blood gets involved, and then death, and and there's no, you know, there is a way of getting out of all this is through Jesus Christ. But if you keep following that way, you know, that path, it's just, yeah, it's death. yeah, it's death. I mean, it's really, it's a, it's I the, we, Michael, did we talk about this the last time as well? There was a, did I tell you about that restaurant that's in LA now? Yeah. Yes, the Cannibal Club. Yeah, I mean, this, so this all falls in line with that theme, that these people are trying to condition the minds of the masses, the populace, to accept this as normal, to where they'll want to go to these restaurants and, and literally eat human flesh and, and experience this as something just wonderful and amazing and adventurous, and people need to get a grip. God tells us we're not to drink blood and we're not to eat human flesh. He tells us specifically that in Leviticus. We're not to do these things. <laughs> Which is amazing in its own right. God, people, <laughs> wake up. This is not natural. This is not normal. This is not good. This is part of the strong delusion that God is allowing the enemy to perpetrate against the masses of people. Yeah. This is scary, my gosh. Hey, listen, uh, have you had a chance? To, has anybody from the last show that we did together contacted you at all yet? Because uh, I know of, or some, or, he might not know that, but let's ask this better question. Is anybody involved with Bigfoot Research contacted you yet? Uh, not that I recall, my brother. 
Okay. And maybe somebody I don't else. Think so, but maybe they will. Well, they said that there's a couple that said, you know, I really need to get to talk to to you, to, you know, Bill. And obviously, yeah, because they're being they're being demonized and terrorized by these things, and they oh, eventually they they start waking some some start waking up to the realization that what they're dealing with. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, and I'll tell you again. This all comes down now. Think about this, uh, it, and people really need to take a step back and think about this and say, okay, well, I don't believe what that Bill Bean's saying or Michael's saying about you know the Bigfoot creature or whatever. Um, okay, you don't have to believe anything, but just examine it, look at it for what it is. Um, these creatures have to be part supernatural because. For something to be that big, whether they're seven feet tall and some are reported eight feet tall, read reports about them being 12 feet tall, uh, you're talking about if they are that tall, then these creatures must weigh somewhere six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand pounds. Um, They are going to make large indentations in the ground, you know, when they're walking. How come there are so few tracks found of these things? Yet so many sightings, but very little, you know, footprints or tracks found. And if if it is found, that it's like a single print. How can that right. be possible? You're talking about something, you know, weighing that that gigantic, and you're only going to find a single footprint. That's telling <laughs> me that that thing is is somehow dematerializing. And, and going into another realm. So that becomes spiritual. And also, when demons are present, uh, there are horrible smells associated with demons. Uh, the smell of sulfur or rotted flesh or, um, you know, rotten eggs or feces smell, whatever it is. It's the same thing with these creatures. I've read many, many reports over and over and over again about that horrible smell. Right. Well, this is my research. Uh, many of the times, these things, when they people do catch pit, images of them, or they see them, and, and they take pictures of these things, uh, uh, multiple heads are in them, so I think that uh, there are multiple entities that stack up, link up, hook up to create this illusion. Just like uh, you saw the appearing as an angel of light short video that I did. Uh, that one image that it's uh, supposedly yeah. an angel yeah. with all the demon yeah. heads in it and all around it. And so they, um, they know how to deceive us and they know how to trick us. So, and then also when it comes to the footprints and all that, uh, I base, I've seen these things not because they're spirit beings manipulate organic matter, like leaves and that kind of thing sticks, um, to create faces, and I believe that they also can just make a foot. Then there, I don't think it, it, a particular Bigfoot needs to manifest to create the foot. I think these things can make it look like it's a foot. And they'll do a couple here, and so and then you're just possible. Yeah, only because you know you see a lot of orbs around it. When the next thing you know, there's a footprint and all that. And it's not just like one or two; it's like a lots of them. And you see, and and the, the several Bigfoot. Videos that I've done to break down, you know, really break them down, which is like still to still and all that. I have found 
multiple entities, anything that looks of all different shapes and sizes and all that. So I really think that, you know, they're paying attention, especially to people who really, really want to get evidence of a Bigfoot. They're going to give it to you one way or the other, you know, because they want you to keep focusing on that instead of your Lord, save Jesus Christ. Now, I don't think that I know there's, there's myself and there's others that I believe, uh, I've been called uh, to expose these things, and but you know God keeps reminding me. Listen, you got a job to do, but it doesn't take priority of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, so, and that's yeah. it, right there. So I mean, we have to, uh, and I know it's easier said than done, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, if we could be steadfast in that, in truly keeping God first then God will bless us with that spiritual... Not only will he keep his covering over us, he'll bless us with that spiritual discernment that we so desperately need, especially in this day and age, at this particular time. It's where everything... And Michael, I don't know if we've talked about this either. I don't know if we mentioned this in the last uh, show. And this is controversial. Um, and a lot of people don't believe it, and that's fine, but I'm telling you right now, as surely as I'm talking with you, it's absolutely true, and God is allowing this as part of the strong delusion, and that is the scripture changes in the King James Bible, these supernatural changes that are taking place, and a new phenomena I was made aware of uh, just this week, and it happened in my own home. And again, just as with the scripture changes, I see this as well. The Roman numerals on the clocks, okay, ah. they are now turned upside down. So where you see uh, 4 o'clock as a V, you now see it as an A because it's turned upside down. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. However the devil is doing this, and I believe he's doing it through CERN and D-Wave quantum computers, and this is AI, artificial intelligence, fallen angel technology, and the devil is in the details. And so if, in fact, what I say is true, that these scriptures, and let me say this right now, the word of God never changes. So when God speaks something, his word never changes. However, the word of God on paper surely has changed. And I can prove what I say. I've created a website about it. I'm going to write a book about it. Um, it's, it's absolutely the truth. And as crazy as it sounds, the truth is the truth. And sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction, and that's what we're in right now. But I'm firmly convinced that this is a part of the great end times deception, the great delusion, the strong delusion that God is allowing, because in Amos 8, he talks about this. And so I absolutely believe that we are in these days right now. And I'll send you, uh, Michael, a link. I'll send you some of these scriptures. I'll send you the information and photographs about these clocks. Now, here's the interesting thing. In my very own home, the Lord's Prayer was always, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for that is the kingdom and the power and the glory forevermore. It doesn't say that anymore, and that is Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. 
if you look in the King James Bible, your very own King James Bible right now, be prepared for shock, because it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, as it is done in heaven. We don't live in earth. We live on earth. And yet now it says in earth, and trespass and trespasses has been replaced with debts and debtors. And that's just one example. There are hundreds. So in my very own home, I have the Lord's Prayer in a picture frame. And it's, you know, typed down on this. It's a paper, you know, uh, the, the base is paper, and it's typed down on that in this frame. And I also have the Lord's Prayer carved into a rock, which sits on top of my bookcase. But one day I discovered that the Lord's Prayer in the frame was altered in the way that I just described, yet the one in the rock has not been changed. And it's the same thing with these Roman numerals, that I have watches, I have several watches that have Roman numerals on them, and I have a couple clocks in our home that has the Roman numerals. And I noticed that one, and I'll send you pictures on this, Michael, uh, the one big clock that we have, the Roman numerals, I guess they're like pegs or something. So they are um, not a part of that background to where I guess it would be um, print, per se. You know, So the print was on the background in the frame in the Lord's Prayer, and that was altered. But yet what was carved into that rock was not altered because they can't alter that. Same principle applies to these Roman numerals that have been changed. So the Roman numerals that are in print on the watches and the clocks have been changed. But yet the Roman numerals that have, you know, literal metal pieces or whatever it is that are attached to the clocks cannot be changed. This is some type of quantum physics beyond our understanding that the devil is using and he's working through these, uh, the, the sound device, which opens up the portals, and then these D-wave quantum computers that makes the uh, connection with the AI, this artificial intelligence, which is the devil and his minions. And people can't figure this out. Amen. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's because I was muted. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I can tell you my personal experience that not only can they manipulate um, uh, words, the ink and that kind of thing, uh, but I've seen them. This is what I've seen, okay, Uh, for for whatever it's worth. Um, I've seen them manipulate trees. I've literally seen it. I've seen them manipulate even a stone. Uh, I really did see him. Uh, they changed the stone to make it look like it's a dragon head. Uh, when they attacked me, me and my son back sure. in December, when I had a really major spiritual attack where I uh, actually was able, by the grace of God, to take a couple pictures of them. Uh, and also, you know, the paintings in the house, they changed them. And then the tile on the floor changed them. And it isn't my it wasn't my imagination or delusion. They literally, no. the uh, acrylic paint and the uh, oil paint, they actually started twisting it around and had started making multiple heads of these things or the same thing. So, uh, so I, I know for a fact that these things. And also, you know, you're talking about uh, 
AI and artificial intelligence and in the computer, yeah. even electricity itself, uh, we don't fully truly understand it. And I really think at this point, from my observational point and what the Lord's revealed to me, is that really what is being done is a channeling of these demons. They use these. They use this, uh, uh, and and um, yeah, their ultimate goal with this transhumanism is is to uh, have these these uh, avatars, as they like to, you know, they they you know have been indoctrinating with us with that movie and all that of having these bodies. You know, either they're mechanical in nature or they're half, you know, some kind of transhumanistic type of entity. That's exactly right. And they're going to thing transhumanism, yes. Yeah, and so they could occupy those bodies to do their bidding, to do the, what they, you know, the, the devil's bidding and these what these demons want to do, which is to uh, totally control and dominate and destroy humanity. They want to. They want to. They want to do it before even like the second coming and before, and they want to keep as many people as they possibly can from being saved. This is what I believe. I'm in total agreement. I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. That is the plan. That is the end game. That is the agenda. And so what they do in order to be able to sway the masses their way, it becomes a campaign of desensitizing. So they're desensitizing people through trends, through TV, through uh, movies, through music, uh, through commercials. Um, I just watched a video before I went to bed. I got to bed about 5 a.m. this morning, and I, before I got to bed, I watched this video um, that featured Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. I had never seen this before. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, I'll have to send it to you if you haven't. But this, he's playing the part of the devil in this video, and the commercial is for LG TVs. So again, uh, Satan is the prince in the power of the air, which means the airwaves that, that the devil and his minions could travel through electricity, through TV sets, through computers, through phones, whatever device it may be. And in this, um, and here's something else for people to really take note of. Whenever you see a concert now, whatever type of genre that music is, you will see this black background, and it's like uh, just a big, it's an oblong, I guess you would call it. Um, it just looks like this gigantic structure, and it's got the screen, you know, and of course you can see the band on there, so it's this big um, oblong-looking movie screen type thing. But it's a spreading device. It's a portal. It's what this is. It's the portal for these demons to travel through, and people don't even realize it. So that is becoming more and more... Uh, prevalent now, but this commercial, I'm going to have to send to you, Michael. I mean, just, I, I just looked at it. Nothing surprises me anymore, but uh, uh, this, I had no idea that, uh, you know, they were going that far and, you know, really taking a big name star like that and really promoting the agenda. Wow. Well, let me, let me, uh, I know you're, you're short of time, so I uh, I wanted to talk about two things. First, I want to share with you my latest revelations from the Lord, and then uh, for probably, like I would like to end it with a positive note about uh, one of our our Lord's success stories 
through deliverance that you experienced lately, okay? So keep that in mind. It's not a good story that we touch, hopefully we'll touch somebody. But the, what I've learned is, and I have, I, hopefully I will have him on the show Saturday night, and I won't mention his name right yet, but in case there's, but anyways, uh, he's been sending me uh, images where he lives out east. Uh, there's a nuclear power plant close to the ocean. And he's been sending, and I'm going to do a video on this so he's giving me permission, of sure. endless entities. In fact, it's turning out, and he's not the only one, because somebody, other people who are not even necessarily, uh, you know, spirit-filled, born-again Christians have been sharing it too, and he, the similar images and sharing the same story. Around this power plant at night, he's been taking pictures of, of numerous demonic entities, huge ones, and also of some kind of spiritual type of thing that most people, you know, call a, we call a UFO in its shape and manner, uh, of picking these things up and taking them to places. And that there's also, it's just bizarre. I'm telling you, the number of images that he sent me are so bizarre, it's just so overwhelming uh, the number of demonic entities around this power plant, and I've heard this numerous times now of other people saying the same thing, that these power plants themselves are, they become portals in their own right. If they were I, ever designed... I absolutely believe it. Yeah, well, I tell you what, after I do this video, you'll definitely believe it. You'll know it. <laughs> because well, it's like, I've seen, you know, <laughs> I've had my own experiences in watching, uh, I've seen UFOs around some of these. Uh, I've personally been, like, in a parking lot that was near two of these power plants, like big stacks, you know, these big towers at this power plant in Maryland. And uh, I have been in a parking lot and, and witnessed... UFOs around the tops of those towers. Interesting. I believe you. Yeah, that's. I believe you. I absolutely believe. You, you know, I mean, you got a very interesting image in your book. That image of that uh, that being in the sky. I mean, where was that taken? Yeah. That was taken um, over my home in 2002. My wife and I lived in Baltimore County, uh, about four or five miles uh, northwest of the city. And I was having frequent, from, from 1995 up until 2008, I was having these frequent sightings of uh, UFOs and then other bizarre phenomena to where, I mean, I, I knew that there were days that um, I felt like I was under tremendous attack, which I was from the enemy, but mm -hmm. yet there were days that God gave me blessed assurance that he was there, and I do believe that he would give me signs at what would be times. Okay. That what he would was be, there what, for me, and he was keeping me protected. Amen. I believe this totally, and I've experienced myself and and uh, numerous other people, uh, several other people at this point, not numerous, uh, who have had similar stories and still going going yeah. through it. Um, uh, what were the signs of the demonic oppression? Because I think people should know a little bit about that, of what you were experiencing. Now, I know for me, it's been stuff like being really tired, uh, having, you know, it really affect me as far as my walk and stuff like that. And, but I, you know, 
but the spirit of God is kind of still pushing me to go forward. So, you know, it's like, you know, like yesterday I really wanted that God has favor on you. You know, when God is really, when you really connect with God in that way, no matter what the devil tries to do, God's going to help you to push forward. So if we get knocked down a thousand times, we're going to get back up a thousand and one. Why? Because God is with us and for us. And if God is with us and for us, then no one, not even the devil himself, can stand against us. Amen. I'm in total agreement with that. So, yeah, what would be some of the signs for people to look for if they're under uh, demonic oppression? I think people need to know yeah, this. I think Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. No, I was just going to say, I think a lot of people, because of <clears throat> being indoctrinated through this Luciferian satanic system, a lot of times, yeah. uh, you know, they're convinced that... And I'm not saying that there's a certain points when you don't have health issues, and I not even say there's times that God will say, you know, I my my grace is sufficient enough. Just keep doing my work. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? But there are other times I'm totally convinced, especially when I it's winter. I mean, when I had that attack, then I had a terrible migraine for like a month, and it wasn't oh, until a, a, a brother of ours who does this as well, uh, Michael Vesica. It, he did a couple online deliverances for me, and now it's gone. So that, but Praise you know, but, yeah. But I that was, I, one of the times. A lot of times, like migraines are a fine example of demonic oppression. Now that doesn't mean maybe you have got health issues, or maybe you need to start drinking more water, or whatever. You know what I mean? But there, but when you get like when I had that attack, it was just twenty four seven. You know what I mean? So what? what so, it's right. So that's what the that's what the enemy does. He has just puts this press. You know, it just it's nonstop. He's relentless because once he gets the, a crack in the door, then he kicks it in, and then all of a sudden, you know, it becomes this full court press. And so when people are under this type of situation, it's usually caused by some type of. Um, trauma that is taking place or some type of upheaval, you know, whether that would be, you know, in the most severe cases, it stems from uh, child molestation or rape or violent crime, so, uh, some type of physical or mental abuse. Uh, but in other cases, it could be from domestic issues. It could be from uh, kids being bullied at school. Anything Witchcraft that will create, yeah, exactly. Anything that will create a disturbance in the mind and the spirit, and that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to disrupt because once he can create that chaos, then demons will flock to that like a smorgasbord, and then things will amplify and magnify. So when a person, you know, comes under that type of oppression, then they will become very withdrawn. Um, they will stay themselves, they will um, stop doing their activities, they won't want to do anything, they won't want to work, they won't want to go to school or whatever it is, uh, participate in any activities. Um, they will, especially if the person is, is beaten down enough to where they begin to give up the will to fight, and to continue on, then that's how demonic possession comes in from there. But uh, there could be illnesses involved in it as well. Um, I know for myself, in my own story, growing up in that house, 
uh, my mother was very ill the entire time, and I also suffered from a lot of illness. So uh, mental and spiritual and physical illness, uh, these all go hand in hand. They really do. Most people don't realize this. But just about anything negative and oppressive that can happen believe you me, will happen into something like that to where the person will feel like they got a black cloud over their head. They will feel like uh, nothing ever goes right. There's always a problem, a situation, a drama, and never an answer. So this person will literally feel cursed. Oh, yeah. I know exactly who that person is. Because <laughs> that's been me for... People like that, too, and I was yeah. one of them. Yeah, for me, it was uh, until this past year, even though uh, I know I was saved um, when I turned to the Lord back in 2012. Uh, it's only been the past year that uh, God's revealed to me the truth about the spiritual warfare and what I've been going through. And I can tell you for the first 49 years of my life, that's exactly what was going on. And I can tell you a lot of stuff about my child, too, but it's not really about me. But the thing is, I also want to share a few people, too. A lot of people, like for me... One of the things I've noticed when they talk about being pressed in on all sides type of thing, or you know what I mean? I mean, literally, physically, that's what has uh, happened to me. And, uh, and and what I've discovered, is, rediscovered, and really, I, I think I was learning it all along, but he really taught me the past few months is literally what the power of prayer is in your life. And reading your Bible, reading your King James Bible is what I read, only because I feel comfortable with it. And, and, mm-hmm. um, sure. Uh, that's, uh, I, that's what I read, and that's how I learned. And, you know, when I began that, it might as well have been in Chinese, but then I prayed to God to help me to understand it. And what I did is I began to read it. So I was reading it visually, and then I would put on headphones. So if I was reading, say, Psalm 91, I would... Um, you know, read it, and then I would put headphones on and then listen audibly to Psalm 91, and that helped me to understand and retain the scriptures. Cool. Awesome. And it's funny you said it sounds, it could literally be like Chinese, because you know what? I've been reading at night to my son. Right now, I'm reading the book of Joshua, and that's exactly what he said <laughs> two nights ago. This, you know what? This 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 might as well be Chinese. This is six year old. This might as well be Chinese. And I said, I understand, son. <laughs> but it's there to force. Yeah, but I think part of it is is that it's, it's it God and His wisdom has used this old English language to force you to slow down and listen. And I think part of the problem exactly. with the demonic realm that we're in, in the satanic realm, uh, or the you know the culture of the satanic or Luciferian culture, is is that they bombard you with endless information. Most of it, most of it, well, ninety percent of it, I have come to realize, is utterly worthless and will lead you nowhere. And that's exactly what they want. But the power of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost of Jesus, our Heavenly Father, and the, you know God, and the Word of God, if there's a healing power. Just reading the Bible, getting on your knees, and it doesn't have to be. It, there's no set mantra or chant because he doesn't even want you to do that. He makes it very clear. He wants you to have an honest conversation with him. And you know what? It, what I've also discovered too is that you know you might not have anything to say. Could you just sit, see, just 
just bow your head in silence to him and just say, God, I need you. I need your help. That's it. That's it. I'm in total agreement. And and it's not rocket science. People need to understand this. It's very, very simple. And it is very necessary because if you want your life to change and you want to have blessings and if you want to have a covering and if you want to have peace and the ability to move forward in these very dark times that we're in, then the only way is to come back to God and accept Jesus Christ, and then you will have your place. And no matter who tries to do whatever, it really won't matter, because you will have the blessing and the favoring and the cover of God upon you. Amen. Amen. Hey, and so, yeah, the simplicity of the gospel. So uh, let's end this one, because I know you're, you're, you're pressed for time, and I don't want to... And I'm so sorry, brother. I truly am, and I, I very much enjoy being on with you again, and we'll have to have a part three to this. All right. Um, but, but hold I, on, hold on. Uh, I, I don't want sure. us to end quite yet. I want us to end with a uh, encouraging, if you got the time, of a, a, of a story of success uh, the Lord's had with your ministry of lately. So that's what I want us to end with, okay, if that's okay with you. And then we'll talk about the other stuff. Because, you know, I want people to, you know, we, it's one thing, you know, we have a tendency uh, in this Internet world and in the world in general is, to, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about the problem. And we do mention this, the solution, but success stories are really important too. So if you don't mind sharing one to close it up, that would be great. For anybody oh, who might be listening, you know. There's so many of them out there. I mean, God has worked through me, and and I praise God for this. He, God has literally worked through me to help people from all over this world. And a recent success story. I mean, I could I could be here all day and all night telling you about those success stories that that God has, you know, lives that God has transformed by working through me to help people. But one recently uh, involves a, a young man in uh, India. And I think we talked about this the last time, but uh, yes, he's been in regular contact with me. And then a young lady that I just helped in the Baltimore area, um, just amazing. And I was in contact with her yesterday, and her whole life has changed now. And she is dedicated to God, and she too feels that God's putting a calling on her to help others, just like the young man in India. His name is Krishna, and uh, he was really... At, he was just at the bottom. I mean, he was, uh, th- there was nothing left for him. He had gotten into that. And this is a very educated young man, comes from a good family over there, and but just didn't have anything. He was hopeless and helpless and uh, couldn't work anymore, couldn't function anymore, and was just absolutely invaded by the spirit of depression and despair and hopelessness and lack of faith and had no faith. And he saw me on TV and it contacted me, and that's how that all came about. And we had a series of Skype sessions, and God worked through me to transform his life. And he has really come back to God, accepted Christ. And this young man is now dedicated, and he, he sends me messages every day telling me the good news about how his life you know, has been totally transformed from a life of hopelessness and despair and negativity into having a very blessed life to where he thanks God and praise God every day for his life. 
and he is moving forward, and he too wants to help other people. He's telling me that he's got other friends over there that he is now trying to lead to God and, and bring Christ to them. So we praise God for this. This is all a win. And the young lady here in, in uh, the Baltimore area, Katie, um, she too uh, wants to really make a positive difference and wants to be an agent for God in helping other people to come out of the darkness and come back to God and accept Christ. So, I mean, this is all win-win. There's nothing else for me, Michael. There is nothing else for me to do in this world other than to um, just be blessed in the way that God works through me like this to help other people. It's the greatest feeling in the world. Sorry about that. That was me. Sorry, brother. <laughs> I try okay. to I, I try to mute myself right now because I got a, a door and window open because it's so nice. It's like fifty seven degrees, so I'm trying to air out the place. Anyway. thing here, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that that's really awesome, and um, it is. I mean, and I'm not just saying that. It really is uh, to see people's lives change, and I and I pray that that God will bless you continually. And be a wonderful spiritual warrior for him and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, brother. I hope that you and I uh, and pray that we will talk soon because I really enjoy talking to you. And uh, there's a lot of things that we can talk about, you know, talk about, you know, and uh, as far as not just the book itself, but all the other things that we have in common, which is is quite a bit. Um, Once again, folks, uh, it's the connection. And you can find a Facebook page on it. You just posted it up. And I just liked it. And uh, uh, you can find him you, my at www.billbean.net uh, and also uh, com. And uh, you can reach out to him, you know. Um, I know he's busy, but uh, yeah, that's the way it should be. Constantly busy, serving the Lord, serving the Lord, serving the Lord. There's nothing else worth doing, really. Once you realize what's really going on, what else is really worth doing? You know, it's, you know, you, you know. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much, Bill. I'm in total agreement, my brother, and I thank you so much, and I thank everybody out there for listening in, and God bless you and your family, and God bless them and their families as well, and look forward to it again the next time. Yeah, and I, I will. I know you're busy right now, but I'll con- I'll, I'll reach out to you this week. Unless you got a couple more minutes after the recording here to t- arrange a new time. Um, I connect- wish I did, but I don't. I've gone over now what I should have, but it's okay. And I'll, I'll send you an email uh, when I get a chance here shortly, and then we'll coordinate another day. Maybe we could do it um, next month, uh, right from this moment going forward for at least the next month or so. I'm going to be jam-packed with the traveling again. But as soon as, they, as, soon as there's another little wall, which, you know, could be sometime next month that we can reschedule uh, for the part three. Well, let's do it. Let's keep on doing it. You know, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be on a Wednesday at noon either. You know, you feel like it's nine o'clock on a Friday, and you're like, man, I got some time, and I like want to talk, and I'll make it happen. The next one might be from an airport somewhere. uh, (laughs) 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 I've done those many times before, so uh, it very well could be. All right. Well, All right, thanks, Bill. Brother, well, God bless you, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, God bless you too. Take care. Bye bye. Bill Bean.
spiritual warrior. I like the man. I like the man a lot. And uh, I like anyone that's really is serving our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, and making a difference. So. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.